0: Welcome to Hello Health Today, where health is a leadership strategy. I'm Dr. Carmen Mohan. It's time we talked about that mysterious and elusive achievement called work-life balance. One acquaintance of mine put it this way, I have great work-life balance. It just doesn't include me. I laughed because I have a pretty dark sense of humor, but you know, I bet you can relate. The woman who said this is an executive at a Fortune 500 company. She travels routinely for work. She's the mother of two children, and her spouse is also dedicated to his job. She's got good friends. She married the right person. Her kids are healthy and do well in school. To top it all off, she has the job of her dreams. So let's just say it. From the outside looking in, she has it all. And many of us would look from the outside at her life with envy. I mean, isn't this what we mean when we talk about having work-life balance? But the fact remains... That in a life as full as this amazing woman's is, full of achievement and a great family life, she just can't find time for her own self-care. It's time we all took the crash course that should have been offered way back in college or at some other point in our formal training. I call that crash course that should have been Health 101 for the Preternaturally Busy. This course is designed to teach you how to deal head-on with the crux of the work-life balance that doesn't include you. It shouldn't surprise you that what we're dealing with is a form of drag. This form of drag creates the sense of urgency we feel when we direct our focus outward towards significant contributions and the impact we can have on others. We make sure we do urgent and important things. That's nearly a guarantee so this form of drag is the part where you feel you need to be everywhere all at once. And since there's not enough time and not enough of you to go around, there's no room for you to show it for yourself. In the last episode, I asked you to take your eyes off of the horizon by choosing to focus on single most important things. In this episode, I'm going to help you see how the urgent, important things in life crowd out pieces of time that are the core of what creates meaningful memories in our lives. For executive women, the sense of urgency is often the thief of meaningful time. I'm stating the obvious when I say that having a family and having a career require huge time commitments. We think of work-life balance as being able to do both of these well. We think mothers who are top professionals with supportive spouses as having it all. Well, when you have it all, there's work and there's family. Maybe you even have some great friends. Lucky you. Wait, where are you? I can't find you on this list. I'll tell you where you're not. You're not on the schedule. That's so strange. Let me just review your calendar here. Okay, so you got up. You got yourself dressed, prepped the kids' lunches and backpacks, woke your spouse with a fresh cup of coffee. Girl, you are good. Then you got the kids up, served breakfast, shooed everyone out the door unless someone was worried about something, in which case you performed mommy voodoo. And saved the start of the day for your kiddo. Then you jumped in the car for a 45-minute drive, which is when you heard a few great podcasts like this one. Way to go. We love our listeners. You hurried to, let's see, morning prep for the day before hitting go on urgent and important things that only experts like you know how to manage. I'll skip that part. The lunch hour came. And you forgot to eat because you had an important call. Poof, 10 hours later, you got yourself home in time for dinner that you didn't have to make because you married the right person. And good for you. Your amazing family is sitting down all at the same time. I'm so impressed right now. Let's see. Then there's homework. Okay, yeah. So you assisted with homework. You had to get some school project supplies together. You wind it down, the kids got in bed, done with kid duty for the day. You grabbed that laptop, plunged headlong into email for an hour, reaching only a few hundred out of nearly a thousand that were there. But then your eyelids started drooping lights out. You dropped like a stone into your bed, only to wake up five to six hours later and do it all again. After all, you're far too busy to sleep for seven hours. What a luxury. Your inbox would be a disaster. And I just described a night when there's no soccer game. Nah, it's just on Thursdays and Saturdays. Oh, and on a night when there's no conference call for the nonprofit board on which you serve. Oh, ow, and there's that night where there's no school social to attend and no other exceptions to the rule. Yes. Yes, I see now. A schedule like this one means you have work-life balance. My goodness, that's a lot of work. Do you really feel that balanced? My guess is that you may be physically there for those you love best of all in all the world, but it sure as heck is hard to pay attention to them. Since you rush home so urgently, your mind is still thinking about all that stuff that didn't get done. So these precious moments of your life, the one you're trying to make balance out, they're literally obliterated when work-life balance doesn't include you. Urgency is a mean, nasty thief of time. When you feel like you have to be everywhere all at once, you can be sure that a sense of urgency has crept in through the window and is currently stealing your memories of life, and they're the part where the life was well lived. I say this because you are busy paying attention to the urgent, pressing matters of the day, running around with one speed called go, and finding no room at all for yourself. There's no way for you to engage the processes required to form a memory. Which means, at the end of your life, you will have performed heroic feats, but you won't remember them at all. Here's one physiologic truth we all should have been taught in Health 101 for the Preternaturally Busy. The ingredients for making a memory are 1. Paying attention, and 2. Sleeping for at least 7 hours a night. I couldn't be more serious. The ingredients of memory making are your attention, followed by a good night's sleep. You have to be paying attention in order to be able to remember anything. If you really want to remember something important to you, well, then pay really close attention to it and then make sure you sleep well that night. You'll remember that important thing for many, many years because that's how memories get made. I think it's time to toss the notion of work-life balance out of the same window through which the sense of urgency snuck in. There's no such thing as work-life balance. There's just your life. It's all your life. And contrary to popular belief, your life is not composed of separate pieces. It's composed of what you end up remembering. When you're not on the schedule because for some reason you see self-care as separate from top priorities, whole chunks of your life can be wiped from your memory or never placed into it at all. So how on earth do we pay attention when we need to be everywhere at once? Well, during the crash course called Health 101, let's say for argument's sake that you learned three techniques for dealing with the drag created by a sense of urgency. These include beginning your day with 10 minutes of meditation, prayer, or quiet time, a 30-minute walk at lunchtime with a work colleague, and a 30-minute rest period before going to bed on time. That's a total of 70 minutes you placed onto your daily schedule simply because you were trained to believe it's good self-care. Each of these techniques strengthen your mind's ability to pay attention. Let's rewind the day to consider the impact these key adjustments to your schedule might have had. You got up at your regular time, meditated for 10 minutes, got yourself dressed, prepped the kids' lunches and backpacks, woke your spouse with a fresh cup of coffee. Girl, you are good. Then you got the kids up, served breakfast, chewed everyone out the door. One of your kids was worried about something, in which case you performed mommy voodoo and saved the start of the day for your kiddo. Then you jumped in the car for a 45-minute drive, which is when you heard a few great podcasts like this one. You hurried to the morning prep for the day before hitting go on urgent and important things that only experts like you know how to manage. The lunch hour came, and your regular walking buddy showed up with a smoothie in hand because she knows you've got to be on an important call in about 30 minutes, so the two of you had better get going. You walk, talk, and get three cups of fresh produce into your diet, feel connected and appreciative of this amazing friend, and recharged by that dose of sunshine. So on the phone call, you offer great insights that give you a boost headed into the afternoon at work, and it's super easy to tie up those last few loose ends before the end of the day. Ten hours after you originally left home, you arrive in enough time for dinner that you didn't have to make because you married the right person and you were able to take in the sight of your wonderful family having dinner sitting down all at the same time. You all share stories about what went right with the day and what could have gone better. Then there's homework to assist and school project supplies to gather, and after a bit of winding down, the kids are in bed. Those kids are growing up so quickly. You're super proud of how they're doing. You grab your laptop and plunge headlong into email for half an hour, reaching only a few hundred out of nearly a thousand there. But your rest time has arrived, so you put the computer down and go chat with your spouse for a little while. The two of you get into bed together and enjoy just being snuggled up for a little while before you drift off to sleep and get seven hours of sleep. You get up seven hours later and you do it all again. Does that sound too simple to be possible? It's the same hectic schedule made enjoyable by the fact that there was time for you in it. You used three simple techniques for dealing head-on with the drag created by urgency. All of these techniques helped you pay attention, which helped you not just be there for people you love, but also connect with them. And since you honored your body's need for sleep, you'll have some great memories of the connections you made and the ways you showed up. Here's the bad news. If you do not use techniques to strengthen your ability to pay attention, the urgencies of the day will take control of your life. And finally, If you do not place time for yourself onto your schedule, you'll have great work-life balance that doesn't include you. It's time to think about your action step for the day. Decide now to strengthen your ability to pay attention. Here are three options. Number one, start your day with meditation. This puts you in charge. Option number two, if you haven't already, Place 30 minutes onto your schedule and walk with a friend at work. Option number three, rest for 30 minutes instead of emailing tonight. You will be doing your colleagues a favor. Set the standard that no one gets email after 9 p.m. at night. After all, you want your team to be doing just what you're doing, and that is getting good sleep so you are all fresh in the morning, recharged, ready to make meaningful memories tomorrow. This is is sustainable work. This is enjoyable life. Oh, wait, is this what they mean by work-life balance? I'm so glad it includes you. Until next time, remember, today is good. Thank you for listening to Hello Health today. If you haven't already, please hit the subscribe button and share with others you think might enjoy it. In the meantime, I hope you feel better today. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Because I am a medical doctor, it's important for me to tell you that nothing I say here in this podcast can substitute for your doctor's advice. My lawyers make me say the same thing this way. The contents of this podcast are neither intended nor implied to be relied on for medical diagnosis, care, or treatment concerning any individual. Under no circumstances does this podcast create a physician-patient relationship, nor does it constitute engagement in the practice of medicine or the provision of any healthcare service to an individual patient. This podcast should not be used as a substitute for professional diagnosis and treatment. Consult a- Consult a healthcare provider before making any healthcare decisions or to obtain guidance about any medical conditions. The producers of this podcast expressly disclaimed responsibility and shall have no liability for any damages, loss, injury, or liability whatsoever suffered as a result of reliance on the information contained in this podcast.